Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 78th episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, Educated Collins, and I'm here with my constant co-host, Shady Bunny. Shady, how you doing? Doing great, Collins. Happy to be here now. How are you doing today? I'm okay, but as well, there may be some questions, you know, why is this late, blah, blah, blah. So this is actually like our, I would say it's our third time. I, I think that's pretty pretty confident uh trying this because the first time we, we tried and then it didn't work and then we tried offline and that kind of worked but also kind of didn't work so and then my computer just like decided to fail on me but it's probably my fault that it did but still it did happen and then i had to reset it so i was having some computer issues uh for the last couple of days where um i couldn't stream so i tried streaming like two days ago and i just couldn't actually stream the there was no feed really coming out um and then i tried recording the podcast with shady but she goes she couldn't hear anything i was saying well that's not true but like it was it was very uh, sped up robotic that kind of thing and um couldn't get a feed out the video feed didn't work all that all that nonsense uh and it just wasn't usable we did have a um we did do an online version because that was a bit better. But um, after I did it, I realized that it only recorded like the first 30 minutes. So, uh, you know, that wasn't really usable either. Uh, so I decided, okay, I'll fix the computer, ended up restarting it. And uh, that did solve a lot of the issues. So now it does seem to be working pretty smoothly. Um, but that is the reason for the delay for why i haven't been around a couple of days unfortunately but now we're here and we're talking battlegrounds yeah we'll now think. we're here the the <laughs> the issue though is um like i don't have all the the normal stuff that people have like installed i don't have like i don't have my spotify i don't have any of that i i'm i'm pretty much figuring out what i need and then like installing it as i need it you know and, and now that I'm starting a stream, I'm like, oh yeah, I usually have a music player. I usually have, uh, you know, my Hearthstone extension, all that stuff. None of it's installed, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to uh, gonna have to do some work for that. But it'll be yeah, fine. It's, it's uh, not the worst, though, right? You get rid of a lot of the stuff you weren't using. Yeah, yeah. At, at, in a week, everything should be like pretty smooth, right? Like the first couple of days will be annoying. But in a week, like once you figure out like the, the things that you use, you start downloading them, then it'll be it'll be back to normal. So just say like this one's gonna be weird. All right. <laughs> it's it is a little weird because we did record this one. We're essentially gonna re-record it. Um, yeah. That is but... definitely not something we do often. Well, I, I would say ever where we the have yeah, we always first time everything, so it's pretty organic. Now we're gonna have a, a bit of a like I've said this before, <laughs> you know. So I wonder how that's gonna feel, but right, we'll try to we'll see. Extra refined, extra, you know, just condensed down. So what, what's our first uh, topic, Collins? Well, first topic is a weekly overview. You know this, Shady. We just every time. a weekly overview. Oh Lord, yeah, no. But now the week's even longer. However, I haven't played. Right, since the computer, I had computer issues because right, I couldn't. Right. Um, you need I a computer to play, huh? Well, I guess you don't. You can use your phone, but yeah, sure. Well, you were preoccupied. 
I, I actually did play one game um, to test if it works. I, I did play a, like a test game to, to, to test if it works. And it does work, mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> I, I know I can play Hearthstone, but uh, between like these last four days, I haven't played. But other than that, I have been playing um, generally. And, and when I did the, when we recorded it before, I, I had played a, a little bit more than that. And I was just kind of, I guess, what, what did we talk about? We just talked about how the meta feels different or how the meta has felt different since I've come back. Yeah. And essentially, it hasn't felt like too, too different for me, but maybe that's just, um, you know, I've played so much that even if I, I'm, I'm away for a bit, it's, it's not the... It's not like oh wow I've I've I found a new like eureka I've hit it I've discovered the the hidden <laughs> mechanics of the meta. I would say people are playing a little bit uh, less reliant on the quests and and just trying to get good board states, which I think makes a lot of sense. And then um, you can you can win off your quests, right? That's not unavailable, but it's not the only thing you can do. There are other avenues to try to win the game, so I, I think that's pretty cool. Still happy Paracel's out. I think that was just a good idea. Good bug. Bug good. Like keep that bug is, is, is my is my thought process on that. But other than that, I think it's been pretty good. How's your week? I know you have um your week's a little bit different than mine in that you're actually pushing for Lobby Legends where I'm just like sitting here, like, nope. <laughs> I mean I'm also sorta of just sitting here, I'm gonna be honest. It's been uh, the last the last few days has been sort of the morning. Let's go chat, quick little in and outs, grab some points, get the rank back and chill. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm uh, currently rank eleven. Okay. We've got six hours to go. Okay. Okay. It's that sounds looking good. good. But yeah, I mean you always you never know last minute, right? So we'll see. Uh it's kinda like this thing where the people at the bottom start pushing and then the people that are barely in, they start getting nervous and they start playing and then Obviously, they could lose, and that makes it very easy. Then the people above them aren't going to budge. But essentially, the scenario is everybody keeps winning, everybody keeps playing. That makes the people just below me right play, and then you know. But that's a lot of stuff that needs to happen in six hours, which can happen. But you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, you want to uh, talk about the uh, the like the the ladder first before we do other topics, or do you want to do the the esports first, which is what we did last time? But since we were kind of already talking about the ladder, it's like, oh. You can, you can go with whatever. Whatever you want. You want. I, I knew it. <laughs> All right. We're, we're just going to drive the, uh, the ladder topic first, I, I think, uh, before we get into it. Since we're already talking about it, uh, I, I, I've been away for a month or so, and I haven't really recovered the, the distance, I guess, and, and how far people have climbed. I also haven't really like, played super hard since I've come back. I would say, like, uh, I've definitely been more casual about it. Uh, so there's, there's definitely a lot of people pushing. This this data was, like, three days ago, I guess, when we recorded it, right? So I'm sure the, um, the yeah, placements have bit. swapped. I think I got a second place in between them. Wow, you no. played one game? Is that what... No, 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 no. I, first, I got minus five for a third, okay. and then I got like 40 for a second because I lost the Sorin, which was really frustrating because I was so strong, but he just had like good combat three fights in a row to kill me. It was I just needed to win one, and it was really annoying. Sounds <laughs> like excuses. 
Yeah, it's great excuses. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of excuses, Carlos. You should know that by now. Uh, it was the RNG, man. I would have wanted. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but I mean, overall, forty for a second is almost the first at that level. I, uh -huh. I, the, yeah. the the craziest thing was it was super clear when I won fifty for a first and I lost twenty five for a straight fourth. That gave a very clear picture of how climbing happens. It was so insane because you think about it, right? You get like a first place. Nice. Here you go. 50 points. Top four. Not bad. I'll take half the points you got for first. Thank you very much. It's like, oh my God, dude, that's so savage. I, I've been there, Shady, multiple <laughs> times. I know how See, difficult it is. It's so crazy because like, I think RDU's chat is a good place to hang out usually the last day because mm -hmm. he, he plays a lot, sometimes the whole time up right. until... Uh, it closes where he'll play on a Smurf and he's camping or whatever. And it's so mind-blowing to just have people in the chat being like, man, it's only like 100 points between you and the guy. You should probably play. I think you're taking too many risks by not playing. It's like he literally needs first or second or he loses MMR, guys. You just don't understand. Like, you're being so reckless. You're just like not playing or what? It's just, it's so mind-boggling. Like, well, they just I don't... They don't pay attention to the numbers when he plays, I guess. So. I think it makes sense when you look at it from their perspective, right? So, like, you know, let's say, like, the average player is, like, you know, maybe 5K, maybe less than that, right? And you got first, you get plus 100. You get last, you get, you know, minus 60 a lot of the time, right? Uh, no, I think the baseline is plus 100, minus 100. It's pretty average. Uh, like, that's, I think I, that's the definition of average. Know, right? I don't know if that's the baseline when you're when you're climbing i guess like once you're past like 6k 7k that is the baseline but i think if you're if you if I think you're if like you're, casual i think if you're at the mmr you're supposed to be meaning your external and internal lineup i think you get 100 for a win 100 for an eighth but well, that, that's what do you mean by the mmr you're supposed to be because I, I would well, say like so, yeah so let's say your internal mmr is 4.5 oh. But that, and your that's external not true, is also like, showing all the all the then then what do you say about the people that are like rank ten? Are they just not supposed to be ranked ten? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, no. I'm I'm saying for the vast majority of players, right? It's only once you're past a very very high MMR that's where it starts to get out of balance, where your internal can reflect your external, but you're still gonna be off, right, with the point gain. I'm saying if you're like in the middle. Like you were talking, like if you're talking dead average, you're talking the average player. If they oh, win a round, okay, you're just saying like statistically average. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but I, I know. Okay, so let's say you're climbing and you're like six k or whatever. Yes, you don't gain a uh, hundred per win anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I don't yeah, know. I've I never been there, that. so shady. I, yeah, I've never experienced this. That no sounds idea. like such a bourgeois like i don't know what these peasants get for a first place man I don't know. jeez okay yeah. um, but anyways i think they get the point right they get the point yeah, they yeah. gain more points if you're lower ranked for a first that's the point fair <laughs> enough yeah i i but i i i am saying like if you're an average player you think climbing it like playing games is not like net negative i guess right like to play yeah. games, you don't on average be lose. Like if you play games, you'll like either stay the same or you'll climb a little bit, like on average. But that doesn't that's not the case when you're like top ten, top twenty. On on average you'll lose points. Cause the, the, the system wants you to go yeah. back to the mean. 
You know, it wants you to drop. So you have to you have to overachieve every time you play, basically. If you yeah, want to you have, you have to really walk. I, I have this rule for myself where if I'm not feeling confident, if I don't be like, all right, I'm going to play for first every single game, I can't, well, you know, from the start, right? Obviously, there's exceptions where you've seen the quest, you've seen the hero, blah, blah, you might make an adjustment. But if you're not hard going for the first, you shouldn't play on a top 10 account or, you know, top 25 account because it's like, if you don't get first or second, you're losing. So you need, you're going to get a bad game at some point, and you need to make up for that with lots of firsts and seconds. So if you're not feeling, it, if you're not feeling that, okay, I'm gonna, you know, almost no matter what, I'm gonna push for first or second, then it's not a good day to play there. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have the same rule because I just like, I just play <laughs> when I'm, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm just like, I'll just play a game. Uh, I, I guess what more happens is I'll I'll play and then if I lose then I'll stop you know which is a little bit different right right because then you're always losing you're always stopping on a loss which well, it is it is hard to tell before you start playing right but sometimes I'll notice in my own play where I'm playing far too defensive oh because I am a I'm a good defensive player but on ladder there's a time and a place for that and if I'm doing it too much meaning I'm I'm pushing too much for like a deflector ground shaker sh setup. I'm pushing too much for beast where there's good spots to do that, right? They're great safe comps. Sometimes you win MMR off those as well. Sometimes you get a first place off those, but for ladder, it's really okay. I got to get those Orgozoa Tissa boards. I got to get those dark gaze go hard. I got to get that brand snicker snag. Mm -hmm you know, billion health murlocs. That, that's the stuff where you say, okay, I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock in to win, and kind of no matter what they have, I'll win anyway. Yeah, uh, like, you want to play a good amount of those. You did remind me of an issue that I do have sometimes where um, I, I play and I realize I'm not feeling it. I'm not doing well. Or I'm not playing, like, you know, the, I'm not playing up to the level I need to to climb. Yeah. But then I get, like, top two, top three, you know? And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I guess. It's yeah. okay. So I just keep going, but I know I'm not playing well. So like every, like basically what happens, every position I get is usually one down what what I should get. So mm -hmm. if I get a second, you know, I, I I don't I don't ever win, basically. And if I'm supposed to win, if the game, I get a second instead. If if I get if I'm supposed to get a third, I get a fourth, right? And that's really, really yeah. bad. Uh, if you're trying to like climb because you're going to find the bad game right and when it comes around all those small results are completely yeah. nullified yeah, yeah no so, so essentially yeah. what happens i'll play like you know i'll you know i play till i lose it'll be like second third fourth third second eighth or something like that right yeah and then i so it's like plus zero plus five you know plus 20 plus zero you know plus five minus 10 minus 40 and then minus 120 right so you play you've played your six games net i'm like down 100 you know? <laughs> yeah it's pretty savage for sure yeah and that's not worth I, playing you know what I, mean? that's, I think that's what what you were describing there that's definitely the feeling that i have where i'm playing too defensive where those you know plus five minus ten games i think i think you were even in my stream one time where i was playing for a finish and i was just playing I don't know, my seventh or my eighth hour. Mm -hmm. And I just got too many of those, like third, fourth, fifth, like around the middle the whole time. Yeah. And I was kind of just going neutral, but I right. could feel that the bad one was coming at some yeah, point. Yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. I'm gonna come back yeah, I feel like I know what you're talking about. 
No, it's like you were there. You were there, and and then I played again in the evening, and it was fine. So that's the thing, right? Like I just needed a refresh, and then then it was fine, and I was ready to play for the win again. But yeah, if if you're too tired, it's it's hard to fully fully optimize, and and you need every little advantage you can get when you're in that spot. Yeah. So it's it's funny, right? You you know how it says it looks like something went wrong. Like I, we did talk about it in the first one, but this one, like I don't really want to. Talk about it. So we're just just skipping yeah. that completely. That whole section that I did in the previous one. Oh, okay. I I I kind of feel like posting the the messed up version just so, you know just to have here. It's like thirty minutes. Yeah. You know? Like oh, here's the first thirty minutes that we didn't have. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, I think I think we're fine without that. I don't know, guys. If you guys are interested, you know, just let me know. I know. That's for the we can do Patreon. Like <laughs> you guys can listen to the scrapped versions. Like we have one, right? It's like we have one scrap, the one podcast that never made it to air. Right? It's, it's just, it's just us talking. Dude. Fair enough. New content. Okay, okay. We do have a ton uh, of like discussions before the podcast that I don't. We record. do. Yeah, yeah. What no, if that's I start recording them? The um. <laughs> The, sh- the shit talk pre-podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I want to put that in. There. <laughs> That's fine. We'll we'll make it a subscriber-only thing, Colin. So it's, uh, it'll be fun. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think last time I also mentioned that, you know, look out for the last days, guys, because it's going to be fun to watch, but it's the it's last past, days. So, but yeah. it's yeah. you know, It's already the 1st of November or later, so it doesn't matter. So whatever, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Uh, but yeah, you can you can see where everybody ended um, on the leaderboard. Usually, there'll be a screenshot or a list on Twitter. Yeah, from the, the, the um, Sports usually has. Yeah, the Hearthstone Esports. They so if you're if you're interested to see who made it or not, you can go to Twitter Hearthstone Esports, and they'll usually have a list of uh, the 16 of each region. Yep. All right. Okay. Next Ready topic to go we've on. got yep. is the esporter leagues that we will be having once again. I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, me again. All right. No, that makes sense. Don't worry about it. You're All right, guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Collins. We have a very cool event coming up where we've partnered up with eSporter. You guys can sign up for a coaching um, package, I suppose, that lasts four weeks where one hour per week there will be coaching, one hour per week there will be VOD review. And then you guys will also play each other in the meantime to practice. But the really, I mean, and that is that is already good, right? That's that's good. We we want to get better. There's an opportunity to get feedback from your peers. You'll be coached by us. But the really cool part of the event is that at the end of those four weeks, we will have a tournament where I have my top four students versus Collins's top four students, and they're gonna duke it out in a battlegrounds lobby, and we will be casting that tournament. There will also be some prize money involved where a portion of whatever you guys pay to get um, the coaching sessions that will then be funneled back into the uh, prize support. So there'll be something on the line that'll be fun to watch. And even if you guys have no interest in getting coached, it'll be a very fun event to watch. It'll be broadcast on Twitch. Right now, we've extended the period by one week that you guys can sign up. So normally it was going to be closed, uh, I think today. today, Yeah. yeah. So we should have another week. So this is uh, the 31st. So you should have, I think, until the 6th, that's Sunday, um, to 
sign up for that. So if by Collins' good graces, we will have a link in the description. You can go and check that link <laughs> in set description. Uh, click it. It'll take you to the eSporter site oh, and you can, you can sign up there. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll probably grab it for the live viewers if they want to. If they want to, you know, if they can't wait, I'll we'll have it there as well. Uh, but yeah, that, that's essentially it. So it's going to be coaching, and then we have a nice grand finale where it's going to be uh, the senseis battling each other through the students. <laughs> that is actually funny. First of all, you covered everything, so good, good on that. I'm very, very happy to hear that. Second of all, that's why doing a second take sucks because I don't have that same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, knew it was coming. I caught him off guard the first time, Jeff. I was like, bang. He's like, whoa, 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 a link? A description? What is all this? <laughs> exactly. Here, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll probably do it. <laughs> I've thought about it. It seems reasonable. It it's seems fine. reasonable, yeah. You sold me. Uh, for they sure. probably need a link to sign up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I, I do think it's going to be a cool... Uh, event for everyone even if you're not going to uh join for the actual the actual uh league itself i do think watching the the tournaments and seeing uh whether well who coaches better i actually i i actually know the answer to that you know whether how bad i destroy shady's uh <laughs> opponent you know shady's uh students here yeah uh it's gonna be pretty interesting so you know if you if you want to watch the inevitable, I guess you'll, <laughs> you'll have to see it. Too. Some big talk right there. Uh, I'm going to teach these guys to buy the flick the bots, right? Then you no yeah, chance. you're going to teach them to get second. Now I'm going to teach them to win. <laughs> That's, That's right. it's fine. If, if my guys keep getting second, third, and fourth, and your guys get first, five, uh, six, uh, what is it? Uh, eight, seven, six. That's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have one second in that the whole thing, and I'll take the rest. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's let's go next. All right, sounds good. All right, so uh, next topic. It is the last week of Lobby Legends, so now it's it's pretty much uh, last month, right? Yeah, or... the last month, last week, last month. Yeah. I mean, it is essentially this is the, the last, last last edition this year. I guess yeah. that's the clearest. Yeah, it'll be so, the last Lobby Legends this year. So after this month, there won't be any Lobby Legends. This is the ninth one, the final one, and since it is the final one, I wanted to uh, just go over the year of review, just kind of talk about Lobby Legends in itself and how we felt about it what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. It's kind of funny because we've already done this <laughs> already. We've already talked That's about gonna it. That's going to come up for every topic, Colin. So I know, but like it's, 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 it's so novel to me to already have discussed everything we've talked about. Oh God, it's, uh, it's like I have a script. That's amazing. Yeah. But um, I guess I'll, I'll start it out just kind of uh, my... So the first sure. thoughts when uh, I think about Lobby Legends, you know, and, and how was it? Really happy that it was done right i do think uh for a while you know constructors had had their esports events and you know it's i guess coming from arena there's always been that lack of like oh i i wish there was some type of consistent tournament structure for arena or, or whatever and and having that for bgs i think has been really good also really helpful for just like 
having people try their best trying to compete for the top spots and 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 try to have weight in every game right i, I think while i was uh, pushing for top 16 every game felt important every game felt impactful it was really fun to when when you win it was really fun i would say also when you lose it it stings harder uh, that that is true um uh, yeah uh, but you know, since I was competing, I was doing well. Like it, it was, there was a lot of good moments, I guess, for me, where I was like, "Oh, I really, I really outplayed. I really did well this game." Um, so, in itself, just the uh, addition of Lobby of Legends made all the games more meaningful, which I think was really cool. Um, and then just having a tournament structure, I think, is also good to play in, right? Like, I, I do think. Since I did play in a lot of the qualifiers, a lot of the um, those games, I you know it it did feel cool to play in them, right? Where I guess you maybe have a different experience if you were just like shy of of the the qualification, like if you were consistently top twenty but not top sixteen, that probably feels bad. But uh, for me, I I definitely enjoyed it and definitely played it. I do I do think that I heard from other people that. There were some, like, it did feel like, oh, it's too difficult to compete or it's too exclusive where right? you have to, you have to top 16 and that's, that doesn't even guarantee you getting in, right? You also, then you have to make it into the top, uh, the top 12, I guess, of the 48 that joined. You also have to do that as well. So, uh, before you're even like shown on a Blizzard, um, event, right? Like the qualifiers are cool and all, but it's, you know, if you always do that and you don't make it, then it's hard to say, oh, I, I was never on the screen uh, for the Blizzard uh, Lobby Legends event. So that is difficult, but I, I think it's hard to change that. It's hard to say, oh, let's let's add more people. Even already the tournament or is long and the, the amount of effort required is, is a lot. So to increase that or make it larger is, is would be pretty difficult. So... Um, that is like my initial take on on Lobby Legends. I do think it's it's great to have habit to have it, and um, even though it can be difficult to get in, I I myself had a good time like trying to trying to get there and and, and work towards that. So that that's what I would say. Yeah. So you you were talking about the exclusivity factor, I suppose, where. It might feel like it's a, a great event to you, but you can understand that uh -huh. because there can only be 16 players per region. And then of those 16 players, only 12 combined will make it to the final stage than the four with China joining them. So that is a, um, I think that's a valid argument there. But at the same time, I really like the format, even though I have not made it into the final stage yet where I'm playing in the actual uh, Lobby Legends mm. um, tournament. I'm, I'm totally fine with that because I think it should be exclusive where you want the best of the best. I think the more people you... Um, it's, I, I think if you deserve to be there, you'll be there. And that's maybe a little harsh to say, but we have some incredibly consistent names, uh, especially when it comes to leaderboard when you see who is always qualifying who is always just there it's always you know like waterloo xqn right these names like they're just always up there so 
it's not a matter of, oh, am I going to get lucky enough this month to qualify? It's now if you're really good, if you're really, really the best of the best, that's a given, right? You will qualify. Like the top 16, it's not an argument. It's not something you're going to be sweating for. It's really that uh, 48-player tournament, the prequel, the pre-stage to, uh, to Lobby Legends. That's the hurdle, I think, for a lot of those really, really strong players. But even, even then, a lot of them are super consistent at making it to the last stage. So I'm totally fine with keeping it as it is. Uh, as we mentioned, this is... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just breathing. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were like, like, let me no, I'm just breathing. Let me interject. All right. Yes, you continue breathing, please, Carlos. That's very good. <laughs> the yeah. So the um, the thing I brought up last time we talked about this, which you guys didn't hear, <laughs> <laughs> is that I wouldn't mind to have something uh, parallel to this because. It is, it is an argument indeed that it is quite exclusive, but I think that that is fine if you want to watch really high-level battlegrounds. You, you essentially have the guarantee that anyone on your screen, when you are down to the final 16 and then the final eight, they are extremely, extremely good. They have just been tested over and over and over again. Like If they make it to that stage, they are solid. They're extremely good players. But it is also, I think, fun to allow more players to try their hand in competitive play. Now we do see some community tournaments around, but nothing, nothing massive, nothing with big prize support. So it would be fun to also see some open tournaments where you just have um, maybe not an unlimited amount of players that can register, but whatever they can handle, whatever they can process, where Usually it's uh, 64 and then 128 and then 200, whatever. This my math. 156. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Those are like big tournaments, 256, and then all the way down to the final eight at the end. That's the. Um, that would be really really fun to participate in, and that would also give the uh, the weekend warriors, right, the people who are pretty damn good at VGs but who just are shy of that top 16, right? They'll make it to the leaderboards quite often. They'll be top 100 a lot of the time, but they just don't make that push to the top 16 consistently enough to qualify for Lobby Legends. It would be very, very fun for them to be able to join there because you can always run hot for a day as well where you're playing extremely well, but the cards are going your way, the fights are going your way, and then you can run really deep in an open tournament like that and yeah that can be a great experience that can be super fun so that's definitely something i would love to participate in now of course the logistics there are the issue where you need to get eight people in the same lobby and then that's a whole lot of lobbies if you have that many people playing you need to deal with no shows you need to see like okay how long do we wait for people is there a penalty for being too late what is the exact point system this and that how many admins do you have running around um, you know, verifying everything. So that is going to be a bit of a headache. But if that can be pulled off, the logistics side of it, then I, I think that can be a, like an amazing experience. For a lot so of are players. you talking about a live event or are you talking more like it could be live, it could also be online? I, I think so live we've seen it with DreamHack. Yeah, we have. So I assume we're going to see it again and uh, could be fun to make the trip. <laughs> we can we can all coordinate, uh, but that is obviously a huge huge hurdle for a lot of people. I think it's Sweden, right? So it's like yeah, just 
just a small little trip to Sweden to go play some battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's, no, knowing you know, what I know now, it it would have been worth, but yeah, 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 yeah. For that's, sure. For that's sure. that's if other people don't have the same idea, you know. And well, on the other hand, you're gonna play some epic games then at that point, right? And you're gonna meet a lot of people you know. Presumably, if yeah. the competition. So one way or another, either the field is a little soft, and you're like, yeah, "Let me score some money," <laughs> <laughs> or you get to hang out with a lot of people you know, which is, you know, like just imagine XQN makes the trip, like that's cool, or you can hang out with him. Uh, hope he's not in your lobby, but you know, just hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I think the it would be really cool if we can do an online version of that because that will be obviously way way more accessible. But I, you know, I do hope that uh, DreamHack will repeat it. Where there will be a, a live event um, now that more people know about it, it's probably going to be more more popular because apparently not that many people showed up uh, to play yeah, in it. One, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I do hope that they that they repeat it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my take on it essentially. Where I think you want to keep well, assuming that Lobby Legends continues because we haven't had any confirmation on that. Also, no confirmation that it won't continue. So. Don't be too worried. It's one of those things where you just have to wait for them to make an announcement to say, okay, this is what the next year of competitive battlegrounds will look like. Um, but I, I would not mind them to keep keep it the same. The qualifying process, uh, I think it's brutal but fair. Where it's like, okay, well, there's a crap ton of talent thrown together, and twelve of you guys are going to walk out of there. It's like a, a cage, and you know, <laughs> you guys just fight each other, and at the end, twelve will leave it. Um, but I, I usually find that while the games are really savage in that qualifying tournament, I can find small things that I could have improved on that would have probably made a difference, and I can really see why my opponents beat me. And that is that's honestly a pretty good feeling overall, where you can see, even though there's so much RNG involved in the game, you still see that the the stronger players, generally speaking, will push through. And obviously, sample size is small, and three games, anything can happen, bad heroes, etc., but it's still quite consistent if you see it, you know, how many names just keep repeating, right? Who repeatedly show up in that uh, final 16. Okay, so you are talking about the the number of people going into the qualifiers, that's fine for you. But also when we talk about the actual structure of the qualifiers, right? Like that is also fine in inside because I, I, I think that's the thing when you look at oh when you go to the qualifiers, three games, right? I think that's the normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Too little. If we are talking about perfect world, absolutely. No, we changed some of the qualifiers. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I was talking about the top 16 yeah, going yeah. in and then the 12 coming out of that tournament. Okay. I think yeah, that's okay them, for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I th I, no, I should have absolutely made that more clear. And thank you for asking because it's a very good question here. Uh, I would prefer that the tournament in the middle, the, the qualifying uh, stage, tournament. yeah, the stage after ladder, right? The right. qualifier after ladder gets more attention as well, because right now it really feels oh, like that's a good reminder. Yeah, th this was really more of a test version, hopefully, where they say, okay, let's try competitive battlegrounds. Okay, I need sixteen players. How do we get to 16 players? Okay, we'll just do ladder and then, oh, that's too many players. Okay, uh, have them play against each other and then bring me 16 players. Okay, cool. And then that little part in the middle is just like, okay, get it over with, get it over with. Okay, I have the names. All right, you guys are playing. And that's fine, I think, for a first edition where they just need to get it down to a final 16 so they can go and start the big tournament. But now that we've had the first uh, big circuit 
behind us the the first year right. it'd be great if we can refine that process in the middle where it's going to be uh broadcasted casted uh the, the different lobbies um we could even have a day one and a day two for that as well mm. where we play a sufficient amount of games because right now the minimum amount of games you're guaranteed is three, three. when you make the qualifier you can get Three bad hero selections, right? Like hundred percent. I'm sure every, every yeah. at least one player in every qualifier has that. <laughs> yeah, where you just maybe not like awful, awful, but you're just you know you know like let's say in a meta where it's more important to hit triples, right. no hook dusk, no my yeah, like you just don't you don't get that spicy hero where you're like okay I can win the lobby with this, where you you just have to make do with what you were offered, and and that can absolutely be the difference between making it or not making it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very good point. I think the middle part, I think the latter part is fine. I think Lobby Legends, while still pretty savage that you're only getting three games on day one as well. Um, I do understand that they have a day one and a day two, and then it gets a little bit too long if they have to play even more. So the, the at least, first, the, yeah. The first Lobby Legend qualifier, I played my three day games and then I was about to leave. Cause I thought, ah, oh, okay, we're playing, we're playing, we're and then there'll be a day yeah, two. Right. Like, and then they're like, no, stay. I was like, what? Oh, there's no second day. What? Is <laughs> I was very confused, and I was like, oh, I guess they they just want this over with and done, you know. And so, yeah, definitely, um, from my perspective, something that could be uh, worked on. I, I I definitely understand everything's a budget, right? But uh, it is in terms of like competitive. Ness is very weird that there's only three games and it's over, right? You you work a lot hard. You work hard throughout the month. You play a ton of ton of games, and then it's like it all boils down to the three. Um, and you can definitely be screwed. Um, you can also definitely not feel it, I guess, for a game. Even though that's that's more your fault, right? Where you you know you mess up, you mess up yeah. the game, and it it lingers into your the next ones. Um. But it definitely would feel better to have a little bit more games. I would say like five is probably like the sweet spot where it's like uh, every no one's really gonna complain about oh I I, I messed up five games in a row. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lag five games. I mean that that could actually be a thing depending on what server you play on. The um what was the other one? The uh, oh yeah the the I sometimes just get people in my chat asking me like hey who qualified who qualified yeah, who qualified yes. because. If you're not in the right Discord, like you don't really know who made it through. That's that's also pretty crazy. Where this is supposed to be the the premier event, right? Lobby Legends, the premier event of of Battlegrounds, and people have to chase that information of which players made it past the qualifying round. So that that shouldn't be a hurdle, right? That should be made accessible. You want to make people excited for it. It should be um, more like pushed towards people be like hey you know these players will be playing in the lobby legends right right now it really feels that like that part of it is 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 a bit sloppy yeah it it's 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 definitely something i think that needs to do work the promotion for lobby legends is severely lacking is is, is maybe that's not nice but <laughs> that's how i feel where um you don't really know the personalities of players that are competing and and when you compare that to sometimes to something like GM or something, they have these clips where they show the personalities of the of the grandmasters, you know, little clips where they ask them questions or they'll get them to to show like their pets or whatever silly thing. And there's there's really none of that for 
um, the players. Really, a lot of the players just kind of, you know, the the nice thing, the the nice thing about it is that streamers make it in, right? <laughs> like they actually do. The streamers are good enough to to make it in consistently. Where you're like, oh, I like you know, I I like XQN, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that. And everyone else, especially if they're not in your region, you know nothing about. And I really think that's that's definitely an opportunity that's missed in uh, when it comes to lobby legends promotion, getting them excited, like having oh this this you know player from this region's been doing really well, and you know little little tips and and, and nods there to uh, people's consistencies and stuff like that. Sometimes the um, the casters will do that job or try to do that job during the lobby legends, but. If you're already watching the Lobby Legends screen, you probably you know you're probably more knowledgeable than the average player. So um, yeah. it definitely would be nice if they had a little bit more. Oh, let's have these little videos, events, promotions, and it's also not on the the battle net and stuff during. Like I do think that's also pretty weird. Where uh, you could be, you could play completely during Lobby Legends and not. <laughs> <laughs> at all that is going on which is like very very weird to me like i i know some of the other um esports make sure to um promote those events when it's going on even on the clients and stuff like that so definitely something to look into no i mean full agree no. it'd be it'd be nice if we have some uh little breaks in between where you know because right now we have these generic things playing where it's just like, a, we'll be right back. And there's the Murloc on the screen or this or that. And, you know, you could easily have some clips of the players there. Yeah. Usually when I think about that, you know, I think that's like there for ads. But like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the break. No, ads are being played. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, for any, sure. anyone that has Twitch Turbo is subscribed to the channel or whatever, they may as well see something, right? Than just the, the placeholder. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. That That's so true. I'm, it's got to be ads, right? <laughs> it's like three minute break, right? Yeah, three minutes. I want it's to for the right? players because the players need rest. It's not about they got to rest exactly three minutes. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, hey, I'm not hating on that. You got to make money, right? But it's that's how it works. But it's uh, it'd be nice to utilize that time in a different way as well. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about the um, the tournament format, getting into it, and then also the tournament itself and then also another thing i wanted to talk about in lobby legends is just like the actual event of lobby legends how do you feel about that watching the event essentially do you like the ui like the pacing the casting casting out all that all that stuff uh like what's your thoughts on that particular section oh, of overall i like it okay. i think a few small pointers is that now especially with quests it would be very nice to have a quest symbol next to the player's name in the blizzard overlay that is grayed out when they don't have the reward yet and that lights up when they do have the reward mm -hmm. so that is some more information that you get where it could be really cool for instance to see like a galliwix light up i don't know something crazy early and you're just like uh oh right is something's gonna happen here or you know this you could see the sire completing a quest super early and right now, the only way we know that is if the observer catches it when it happens or when we see them next time on camera. But then we don't know when it's completed. Uh, a lot of the time, we also don't know exactly what they have to do for the quest. Now, that might be a little bit more difficult to incorporate. But I do think that the 
the grayed out quest symbol into the uh, quest symbol that's lighting up. I think that's doable, right? To just show extra information. Something else that is also nice is we get uh, a very cool overlay with the hero selection, yeah. but it's gone very, very quickly. And I think this is something that, especially from a higher level point of view, is super interesting, uh, far more interesting than the first three turns of the game. <laughs> where you know, a lot of it is going to be sort of automatic decisions based on the quality of your minions, based on the hero you're playing, your curve is going to be fairly consistent. But which hero you like specifically um, with a combination of minion times being in and also armor being more or less relevant, that could be, um, that could be very interesting to have longer access to the hero selection. Having the hero selections linger uh, the first couple of turns, I think that would help the cast gives casters a little bit more to say because I do think the first couple of turns can be a little bit stale in what's going on. Oh, they bought the one drop, then they level to two, then they bought two two drops. Like you know, a lot of times, a lot of players will be doing that. Sometimes things things do differ, but being able to discuss the hero selection in detail, I'm like, oh, why did they pick this hero over the other? This is a more common hero, but maybe they like this or their playstyle dictates that. I think would be very helpful if they had the information available to them in, in the first couple of turns. Um, same thing with the quest. If the quest options lingered, I, I don't know if they could do that as well, where in the hero selections, they have a really cool UI on the side where they have all four. If they could, once a quest drop, replace those four with like the three of the quests. And, Ooh, and, right, yeah, that'd be nice. Just, just have that linger for a couple. Oh, the problem is that's... That's yeah. very tiny though, right? And there's the text is important on the quests because by seven Murlocs is not by once, 12. Once Merlocs. you recognize what the, the tiny images are, at least for the casters, then they'll be able to talk about it, right? So Yeah, um, but the numbers are relevant. Right. They, so they need they the requirement. Are, I, I guess you'd have a number as well. No, that 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 would be difficult, right? It's too small because yeah, uh, because you could you can talk about someone being offered like pilfered lambs. I wonder why they didn't take pilfered lambs, but then you you have to be able to see the requirements to be able to talk about that, I, I, and then to give you the yeah requirement information is quite difficult. I I still think you can make some assumptions with it, um, even without the um, the number. Yeah, that. sure. It, it gives you some yeah. something to talk about where you yeah. you know usually, I mean you don't you're going to be the very, options they have yeah. It's going to be done very quickly because most of the time when you see something that looks really good on that hero in the lobby and they don't take it, you'll be like, must have been a really difficult requirement. Must have been a really difficult requirement. <laughs> or they, they pick something that's a bit out of character. Must have been an easy requirement, right? So yeah. I think it, that gets old pretty soon. It yeah. still also helps. Like, let's say they skipped um, the plus 12, plus 12. What's Staff. it called? What's it called? Staff. No, no, no. The, 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 the one that adds to your hand. The plus 12 plus 12 is that plus adds 12 to your or hand. Is it 10? It's 12. Oh, right? red hand. Red hand. Red yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So staff also gives 12 staff <laughs> now, but I understand. Yes. Okay. What if they skip the red hand and then you're, and then they pick something else, right? And then they, they do poorly. If you know they could have had red hand, regardless of knowing what 
the uh, what the requirements are. You could have said, oh, maybe they could have actually had a much better game if they decided not to be greedy, picked up the red hand. Ooh, premium backseating. Should have taken the red hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. For sure. This is like, but it, ladder, but right? as a caster, it's something you can talk about. Like, oh, I just, I don't we know, don't man. even need to know what the requirements are. I don't know if I want to be playing in a tournament and I would have casters telling me, well, he could have taken the other quest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could have... Should have I mean, taken the other quest. That's what I don't know what the requirement mean. was. I don't know what the logic was, but I could have taken the other quest. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty savage, man. You're, you're encouraging them to be chat. Just use hindsight, and if it didn't work out, say, well, I don't know why they didn't take the other option. Yep, no idea. I've vaccinated Shady a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. All right. Anyways, fair more information That's is nice. We could talk about, you know, the degree of information we need, but yeah, hero selection is nice because that's just there. We know all the information and at least knowing when a quest is completed is is also cool. Yeah. And in terms of the the pacing and the and the UI, I really do like the um the UI itself, right? I think they've done a really good job on that, especially when they added the hero selections. I do wish things would linger a little bit longer. Um, that's maybe my one complaint in terms of UI. I would love to have more time to see the information, right? Especially with the hero selection, you have like a second or so, like, and then it's gone forever. And you have like, like when we're watching it, like, um, like after it's done, we pause that, we pause it, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, it might be cool to check exactly what people had option, but. Uh, I would like if I didn't have to pause it. It's just like available, but that's that's a pretty small thing. But other than that, they've they've done a really cool job. It's it's pretty easy to see uh, what goes on. I, I guess one thing we did talk about is having multiple um, point of view point of views. Yeah, because right now they do have the um, one, and then they'll switch around. I have tried uh, in my own type of tournaments having like two or more point of views. And I do think uh, I did. I did get people complaining that it was like too confusing. <laughs> for me, it was fine, but I do think like for the general player base, it's probably easier to just focus on one and move around from there. Um, Bit too much going on on one screen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you could have a picture-in-picture picture of like important moments, or uh, when you don't want to switch away. So like maybe. Uh, someone hits a triple, and then you have that uh, in a like a smaller section to to see what they picked and stuff like that. That would be like maybe a little extra, so you have more uh, you have more freedom to look at other things. Where sometimes you'll have someone hit a triple, and you're you want to know what triple they have, but like they're deciding that for the whole turn. So like sixty minutes, you're just looking at the triple, and you can't really move away from it because it's like. Oh, like, take it any moment now, right? Like, and then we miss yeah. it. You yeah, watch, yeah. you watch him fifty seconds, like decide between the hogger or the brand, or, or the light fag, and then like the last ten seconds, you move away because you're tired of it. <laughs> you can't. That, you that can't. Great. It's great what you're describing here because I feel that when I see the observer pick someone, and you can, you can, you can just hear it be like, "Come on, pick something. <laughs> Come on, I have other people to spectate, man. Come on." Don't sit here for 40 seconds on this triple screen. <laughs> so I, I feel that when you talk about it, because I would have the same feeling if you know if they give me the job of spectating, I'd just be like, well, 
I can't move now, so let's just wait. So yeah, that, that's a good suggestion where we have the the smaller screen then where we can follow some other action while we're you know waiting for the but the triple to be picked. You, you get the triples and the smaller action. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, well, you might have. Okay, so you start out on this one, yeah. and then you see something else going on, and then the screen swaps. We'll swap, yeah. Sure. Okay, that's well. Also it could swap. Fine. That you're adding more features in. <laughs> but sure. Well, no, I'm, I'm. Well, you're saying that the triples would go to the small screen, right? So well, it'd be it'd be more natural if you're looking at one screen, and then the smaller screen gets introduced with different content. With where different you're content, saying okay. you're watching the triple screen. And it's taken too long, and then that would become the small one, and the big one would be something else. And like that's maybe a little bit too much. Anyways, that's details. You can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that that yeah. The yeah. idea makes sense. I think the idea is nice. Where you, it's kind of an a, a, a rescue from like, oh, I picked an action that's gonna, you know, I want these, to watch the conclusion these, of this. But it's gonna these take gamers too long. take too long to pick a stupid light thing. <laughs> these <laughs> damn tryhards, triple taking everything. Yeah, I mean. Let's say you do have 40 seconds left and you're on zero gold in Lobby Legends. Yeah, you're probably going to take an extra 20 seconds to make would, sure yeah. you're picking the right card. I would, yeah. Sure. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, is it really the correct? Yeah, okay, I've looked at everything. What's everyone else playing? What's my yeah, next opponent yeah, doing? I, I do that. Which minion types <laughs> I, are I in and out of jail? Yeah, all right. So <laughs> you can't blame them for doing that, but it's it doesn't look for good content because you're just watching three cards the whole time. and. Chat's gonna sit there. Oh my god, it's so easy. Just pick the good card. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, but generally, other than that, I do think the tournament itself is pretty smooth. The break is fine. Casters yeah. are good most of the time. All the time. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> oh, that's super. That's, that's rough, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I think I share your opinion uh, in that overall, the event is great. Absolutely. I, I think uh, it's it's easy to get lost in looking at things that can improve and then just say, oh, you know, all these things could be better. But there's so many things that are that are already great. So I am overall, I'm just really pleased that there is a competitive circuit for BGs. Uh, that is that is something that made playing just way more interesting where you talked about it yourself and you're playing. When you win, you feel better. When you lose, you don't necessarily feel worse, but you have more fire to be like, okay, I gotta figure out what I'm doing wrong, right? I gotta, I gotta get it together. Whereas, eh, if there's nothing on the line, be like, okay, I lost, whatever. It's yeah. just, you know, we'll go next game. We got unlucky here, whatever. Whereas now, if you lose, you want to know, right, that it was bad luck. Be like, okay, well, did I actually make mistakes? Because I, I gotta fix that for next time, right? I don't want to be making mistakes. I don't want to be losing more games because you know winning matters now. So it, it yeah, it makes it far. And also the I think the viewing experience on Twitch, it makes the end of the month quite exciting where I see so many people coming in the chat being like BG rank, BG rank, BG rank. You want to see, okay, how what, what that, rank is my streamer? <laughs> I got okay with it. I think at the at the start it annoyed me a little bit as well. If you're doing well, it's fine. It's like, yes, watch my rank. It is beautiful, isn't no, that? Right. <laughs> but, wait. It, I'm only happy yeah. if it's number one. I'm not as strict as you. I am okay with not being the best player in my region all the time. <laughs> uh, but especially if you're on a downswing, it can be a little savage if people come in the chat and be like, let's check on the right. I mean, it's I, I now am okay with it because it's just normal. People want information. They want to know how you're doing. And I think when you're a streamer, you're, you are a public figure. So... 
I am okay with it. And I think that I should be okay with it. Now, obviously it's different for everyone else. And at some point it definitely bothered me. So it's something that I really started thinking about. Okay. It's, it's okay. Now, even if I'm not doing well, people are okay to, you know, want to know what my rank is. Uh, the, the, the stupid thing is when they ask what happened <laughs> when you're losing, it's like, I lost points. That's crazy. I lost games. Believe it or not, the number went down after I lost games. So that, that's, yeah, that's the one I'll never get over, I think. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you did remind me, I do in particular love when they have the, like, pro casters as well. Like, they do this a couple of times where they'll bring in uh, a caster that, you know, has participated or you know competes in yeah. in, in those and always uh, the insights they get is always a little bit like oh latest one was lee i believe right yeah or, yeah, yeah yeah those those particular casts i always like enjoy a little bit more because you know like i i guess you know it's it's nice to listen to other high level players talk about the game in their own particular way where um there are things that i'm not thinking about uh where normally you know standard casters are always great but you know just like they they always throw in stuff where I'm like, that's a good point that I didn't think about. So uh, those those are the ones where I'm like, ooh, I, I love to I love to have those in there. And even things that look fairly obvious to us when they're pointing out, you don't. Sometimes you're a little bit too much in your own pro player yeah, yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you like somebody, I, I get this sometimes where somebody asks me a question in chat and be like, huh. I didn't think that that would be a question, <laughs> but you're right. It could be a question. And I'm so stuck no. in my own way of thinking. It's so obvious to me that I, it doesn't come up to me. So yeah, no, that's, and you'll have that sometimes too, where you're, you, uh, a good caster will know when to bring those things up as well. And so that, that's kind of the thing where if you're a good player, but also a good caster, that's where it's great because you, you sort of know when to maybe go a little lower than the level of analysis you would use on the situation because it's a little bit too specific. It's too techy. It's too, you know, be like, oh, you know, they're doing I, this. I actually yeah. love those. <laughs> when they started, like, nerding out. Like, oh, this no, I mean, me too. But your audience is 0.00 <laughs> something percent right at that point. So it's like, call us a shady love that you did that. Yeah, everyone else was, you know, just be like, it was boring. Don't go too in-depth on that one position. You know, what do you think I do? Play this game all day? I just want to know why they did this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Anyways, um, other than that, I guess that's like the overview for... It, uh, I always, I feel like we're always missing stuff. Like you know, in the previous one, we talked about because we didn't repeat word for word what we said earlier, calls, and that's okay. We got the gist of it. Yeah, but generally, lobby legends happy to have it. I think it's good for the scene. A lot of fun. We did say that um, even though it's a bit exclusive, it's it's okay. Like you know, uh, we wouldn't mind. Uh, separate event like a separate tournament where you, you where it's more open more people can participate but i think that would be separate from lobby legends just like an extra little thing uh and if they you know if it was like swiss style that would be great but like, like you did talk about um blizzard could sponsor um yeah where there are so so what happens sometimes is that the actual organization is outsourced to a different organization, but then Blizzard 
does uh, throw in the, the prize money. The prize where it's okay, you guys get this this budget to make this tournament run. Here is the prize support. And then, you know, you guys have to enforce the rules. You guys have to handle registration, et cetera. Uh, or it could come from Blizzard themselves, or it's completely independent third party. But then we are talking. I'm, I don't even know exactly how it works with a DreamHack. I'm assuming that that is just uh, sponsors DreamHack has, and that allows them to put up prize money for an event like that. But those are going to be rare where we have these large independent organizers that, you know, can put up the whatever it is, couple grand, 10 grand, or, you know, however much they're throwing out for uh, a one uh, or one or two day event like this. Yeah, so that that would be also be something really cool if Blizzard, if, if other people were to make tournaments like that and Blizzard could sponsor them so you'd have more events. They kind of do that for Masters Tours. I, I don't know if Masters Tours particular, but there are constructed events where Blizzard will sponsor the, the prize money for that so that that's something they could maybe try emulating in pgs um in terms of the lobby legends itself pretty happy that maybe the there's too little games though it's hard to change that because of the budget and like how how long it'll take you don't want to, i don't know if they want to do multiple days for a qualifier or anything like that um but that that is a complaint you know if they were to revamp it i would love if there were a little bit more games five is a sweet spot uh, more pl uh, publicity for the players that are playing in the qualifiers and the main event. It, it's it's weird that uh, sometimes you don't even know that the tournament's going on, you know, if, unless you like check twi uh, Twitch and then you see it's going on. But definitely would love to see more publicity even in the client or whatever. And then the UI itself is pretty good. Little things could be done to make it nicer for the viewer experience. But overall, the UI, I think, has done a fantastic job overall. And, and, and cast is great. That, that's I think that's a big overview of uh, Lobby Legends so far. Yep. Yeah. Overall, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. It's uh, it's easy to point out things that could be better, like I said before, but overwhelmingly positive. Okay. Sounds great. All right. And now, I believe this was our last topic last time, but you know we always do more than that. But uh, we do have the patch twenty four point six preview right and and i would say most there wasn't too much for in the preview for bg players except for the battle bash which is the thing they announced. it's kind of interesting because now the actual announcement is tomorrow and the last thing we talked about this was like a couple of days in the future but yeah uh, announcement of an announcement yeah, yeah it, it it is I, i'm sure they like their stats say doing announcements of announcements is good for them or like they get some more impressions or, or whatever yeah. <laughs> But it always weird to me. Got the data. To... It, it's funny, right? Because, but I mean, I had the same thing. I think when I was younger with advertising, like, why would you throw that much money at advertising? Uh, and then, then, then you get older, you're like, oh, it works. Okay, that's why they do it. <laughs> I understand. So yeah, little side tangent there. Yeah. Um. But they do have a, a little event for BG players. A, a new cosmetic style, I guess. I don't know how to. Like how exactly to explain it? You wanna? I know uh, this yeah. last time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just my my daughter is uh, climbing the stairs right now, so yeah, you may she's quite excited about it. You will hear her in the background. Uh, so yeah, they're introducing Battlegrounds Bash with twenty four point six. So that's the, the preview or the the announcement of the announcements, but that will be going live 
Did we see one? Was that tomorrow? Or, um, or the announcement? November 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. So the, the way how it works is that everyone will be given one hammer, and a hammer is sort of like a key where you have 10 different cosmetics and you need 10 hammers or keys, if you will, to unlock them. So you can then, after that first hammer, choose to buy two more for a thousand runestones, which then also unlocks the event for you. So with the three hammers, you'll have three out of the 10 cosmetics unlocked, but then for every extra hammer you want, you will need to place top four in a Battlegrounds game. So you need seven additional top fours to unlock all the cosmetics. And this only happens if you buy the the event, the Battle Bash. If you don't buy the Bash, then you get the one hammer. So you, every player is going to get a hammer for free. But if you actually want the rest of the event, the rest of the cosmetics, then you actually have to, you have to do two things. You have to buy it, and then you also have to get top four. So... Uh, I was talking with some of the viewers uh, a while back when it was announced. They said this was more reminiscent of TFT, uh, Team Fortress. Not TFT, yeah, T TF TF2, Team Fortress, right? Two, yeah, TFT is a different game. <laughs> this is more reminiscent of TF2. Team, team Fight Tactics, yes, not Team Fortress. <laughs> I, I just noticed they're so close together, um, where they get keys for doing well, and then the keys open boxes or whatever in, in TF2. But here, you get hammers for doing well, and then the hammers open cosmetics. So, um, you know, for me in particular, right, I do think it's cool. Everyone gets a hammer. Uh, like, it's essentially a cosmetics feature. I do think maybe in the um, the announcements, we're going to have more, like, uh, maybe, like, a new minion type or something like that. But for the players that like cosmetics, that like during events and and it is it is a little bit more intense i guess than regular cosmetics because you, you normally don't get this much many cosmetics i would say for the money and then also you're getting like two linear cosmetics and a lot of other things so definitely for people that do like cosmetics this is definitely a good deal and also i initially i was like oh this is gonna be hard <laughs> <laughs> but then Shady's like, either you're good enough to get top four, you don't care about your rating, and you can just quit until you get a good, you know, a good uh, start or something like that. Yeah. So it, it it should be doable for most players that want the event. Either you know you you're you normally get top fours and you're doing well in the game, or if you if you struggle and it's hard to get top four, you can just leave, right? Because until you, you get the event or you get a start you want, you get your top four. So it should it should be doable for pretty much everyone that, that uh, wants to get all the um, all the prizes. Yeah, it's I, I think the, um, the the logic there makes sense, right? Because if you think about higher level players, it's not hard to get some top fours. And then some days shady, some days. Uh, some day. <laughs> well, top four, right? Constant. Some that, days shady. You know, okay, yeah, some days. Can't even do it. There are some days. So th there's a question in chat, uh, the live stream. Do you know what's behind each hammer? Is it like a loot box? It is a loot box, but it's not like you have to keep buying hammers. You need to buy it one time, and then every time you top four, you get an extra hammer. At least that's how I understand it. Yeah. 
I might be wrong in an interpretation, but I, th I think that's it, right? Where you buy one time entry mm -hmm. for a thousand runestones, and then the other hammers are free. You just need to perform in the game to get them. So in order to get all the cosmetics unlocked, uh, unlocked you'll need seven more top fours as you'll get one hammer for free, two hammers for buying in, and then the seven more need to be earned by getting a top four. Yeah. So and, yeah, and you it will know, be random. You know what the... Um... You know what the cosmetics are. They do tell you. So there's um, a legendary board, a legendary strike, two uh, emotes, I guess, sections, and then six heroes, six hero skins, I, I guess, would be the. So you know exactly what's in the box, essentially. And you just yeah, you know, you don't know which one you're going to open, but yeah, yeah, you know all the. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can choose what you want with your free hammer. No, I think that's the point where. You're gonna open it and then you'll get one. Yeah, because I, I, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of um, having it in this system, where if you're able to choose what you want, then the you get one for free. So yeah, players will just legendary. choose all their favorite thing and then they're done. You know, what yeah. I mean? so um, they give you the hammer to give you to give everyone a chance to participate. But then if you actually want everything in or a specific hero skin or whatever that you want then you have to uh get that get participate in the event get the two extra hammers and then play play out the top four so you don't get to choose particularly what you want you just get an option to get something for free and i don't know the percentages i mean i i assume it should be one out of ten it'd be weird if like the legendary skins were like lower percentage. i wouldn't be surprised if legendaries are weighted that they're more I, I don't know right it's pure speculation but I, I think it's i think it also wouldn't be unfair to make legendary items more rare to unlock but i think it could be anything i, I could i think it could be one out of ten but i i would not be surprised if there is a uh, if you'll have a harder time getting the legendary stuff imagine it's a boxy smash <laughs> Uh, but, uh, that, that is the, all the, I guess all the topics we had before. And unfortunately I can't make new topics for today. I was thinking about doing that, but I don't have the application installed on my computer. So yeah. new computer, new problems, that kind of thing. So, uh, last thing we do, we can talk about is just the meta, I guess, uh, uh, of the time and just like particularly, you know, what's in, what's out. Um, I remember last time we talked, Kurtis was the best, uh, at the meta. Now it's different. Now it's Pyramid. Things have changed, Shady, since we last Pyramid. Yeah. Let me have a look. Average placements. You have this for a current patch? Yeah, last current seven patch. I have top five, but top one, it's still Kurtis, so I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm not gonna... Oh, <laughs> You're faking the stats. All right. So I think it's interesting. We, we can go for top one because uh, I don't know. Because Kurt is up top and you want to talk about it. Well, I, well the, the, the interesting part is that I wouldn't rate Kurt as a top five hero right now myself. Oh, okay. I, I think that when you look at it, so my top five was um, different. Uh, obviously, I, I so I made a video, a meta video, mm -hmm. which... Uh, where I talk about my five best performing heroes and some tips on how to play them. My number five, some are, um, 
and and I can see some of them because I think that that top five can change week to week, right? Where you have different experiences, meta might shift a little bit here and there. But at the time of making the video, I had Scabs as number five. I had Togwaggle, number four. So that's okay. somewhat relevant here. Togwaggle is number two. On number three, I had Lich B. Okay. So perfect correlation here, number three as well for Lich. Then number two, I had Baran. But Brand, the okay. problem, yeah, yeah. yeah no, number Brand, one is Brand is never going to be like accurate. Yeah. Brand, Brand, I think you really need to be so good at him and you need to know, know what you're doing because so many people, I see people making so many mistakes when they play Brand. Like the early turns are so crucial with Brand. Mm -hmm. And for me, they're very autopilot by now, That's where right now. even though they might be very difficult, I'll probably make the right play just because I've played so many Brand games where. The times where I don't get my brand on turn four is extremely rare. And I think that still happens for a lot of people where they pick brand and they don't have a brand on turn four. And I think I think you've messed up either where you shouldn't have picked brand in that lobby or you messed up something early where sometimes on uh, four gold, I will do something where I like double sell, right? Let's say I bought a Swabby and an economy unit. I'll actually sell sell to get to an extra battle cry so that um four gold i already have two ba uh three battle cries and then i'll uh be able to get the brand on time very quickly or, or very consistently and i'll also hold a lot of cards if i don't have to play them so often i get the battle cry quest with brand and it's Must so yeah you have but you have like three battle cries in your hand already or you get in play elemental thing or you get a play murloc thing or you get a, it's you'd be so surprised how often you can cheese that requirement or it's cards to the hand and you have the battle cry with the one that gives you coins the battle cry with the one that gives you gems there's there's tons of quests that you can cheese super hard with brand because you double the effectiveness of the battle cry which you know will put more cards on the hand You'll summon more cards with Alley Cat, et cetera. There's so many ways you can abuse it. So for me, Brianna is second. And then Brucon number oh, one. Yeah. Because, because, you know, anytime you get the summon quest and it's remotely useful, it's broken. <laughs> like I got like cookbook summon, you know, 16 or something. I was like, okay, that's the first place. <laughs> it's just I'm gonna get a cookbook in two turns or three turns, and then it's over. Uh, and I by the way, I'm not even weak. I don't have to buy shitty units. All I need to do is just level to three, use my hero power a couple of times, and then buy some deflectos, and that's over. So yeah, there's there's definitely some stuff there. But Vol'jin is number four or five. Yeah, Vol'jin's number five. And I can absolutely see that, because I think in a lobby where you have access to mechs, Nagas, and Quillbore, Vol'jin is also just deadly, because it's so easy to make a big thing, and then that big thing becomes a big mechral or a big deflecto, and we just know how good that is. Right? Vol'jin is just deadly in a lobby where you can easily transfer stats to mix. So I can see Vol'jin being part of that top five. The reason he wasn't in is that I was just doing better with the others. Mm -hmm. But again, that's just one player, one sample size, and my feeling at the time yeah. of how well. I mean, you don't have yeah. to follow this to the T. And a lot of yeah. these are very, like, um, I guess, unique heroes, right? Like, that's, that's the weird thing, I guess, about this particular list is... These heroes are not the clear-cut standard. Oh, you do you just play the game and the game plays itself. You have to you actually have to change your game plan with almost all the heroes here, right? Like yeah, yeah. With Kurtz, you have to change your game plan. With Togwag, you have to change your game plan. With Blitz, Rizal, all, all of all of them are weird. Yeah, everyone except like maybe Cookie, right? Cookie, you can like 
do normal stuff and like it's fine but like you don't want to be doing normal stuff with cookie and either right but you can like you can get away with it i would say you could probably get away with it most of the heroes because they're good heroes but like almost every single hero in the, like the top even the top 10 the curve is not like just play standard and you're perfect you have to do a weird thing uh with yeah. it so I do uh, to be fair, a lot of heroes have their own curve. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I, I would say like that was less relevant um, in like different metas, I guess. But uh, especially yeah. now, um, not especially now, but like now, now you can kind of like I would say like you you normally like quests don't really force you to play different. Oh, curves. one second, Colin. I need, I need a moment, but right, you sure. uh, I will finish talk. this. The, yeah. normal, normally, it's 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 me leaving and Shady talking, so it's kind of interesting to have the opposite. But I'll tell you, like, normally when you're playing heroes, uh, especially in the quest meta, you want to level to two and then play play normal play standard because with quests they they encourage you to buy uh, minions, right? They encourage you to spend gold buy minions. But a lot of the heroes that we're looking at don't really force that i guess kirchus does that the best right and th that's maybe why it's the most consistent because it fits perfectly into the quest metagame of buying minions and spending your gold uh and and maybe just as long as you do that with quest meta quest consistency you're getting stats and it feels good and maybe that's why it's doing the best but a lot of the other heroes uh they want you to level they don't want you to spend gold in the particular turns where quest people encourage you to spend gold so it's pretty interesting that um these are heroes that are doing the most consistent. But I would say that because these heroes are all so unique, you really shouldn't follow the tier list to a T because, you know, if, if you're not good at playing these heroes specifically, you're not going to do well. Like, if you don't know what to do with Brucon, you're not going to play it as, as well as someone who does, right? Same thing with Lich Bazal, Vulgar, Cookie, all these heroes, essentially. You have to know the heroes before you play them uh, well, at least. I mean, you can play any hero you want, but... If you want to play them well, you want to play them to the standard that they're showing in these in these uh, lists. Then you actually have to understand what makes the heroes good. So that's why I think it's pretty interesting that these are the ones um, at the top, right? And, and and another thing, that's why I don't like love tier one because I I think that's what happens. That's what happens when you look at tier top one percent. You get you get players that are very good at playing all the heroes. Uh, or like the or the heroes of Dirgo. So because of that, you get the weird heroes doing well generally, like because because oh, the players are good enough that they're able to capitalize on the advantages of the of each particular hero. Right? When you go down to top five percent, then you get Daryl, right? Then you get Pyramid, right? These are heroes where you don't really have to you know play weird, to play play to the hero. You just press Pyramid button, get plus five health every turn. That's good enough to do, to do well. So that's actually why I like looking at at the lower the lower ratings because I feel like you you don't have to use your brain in every single turn with some of the heroes that they recommend, right? Like obviously the good heroes will still be like top ten. Um, but you then you get Daryl in the in the list, then you get Pyramid in the list. They're a lot easier to play, you know, you just dance on things or, or so and and I do think if you're like new or you're just trying to learn, that's actually more uh relevant for you, you know, uh than uh than looking at the top one. I should actually this is a good top. This is a good tip. <laughs> Daryl sucks. Yep, I would I would say Daryl is actually not good if you're if you're like uh, if you understand the game right. Like if if you're listening to me, then then this, this then 
if you, if you would listen to me, then don't then these tips are not relevant for you, right? But if you'll actually learn something from the things I'm saying, then these are actually good tips. Like I think if you're new or a learning player, picking up Daryl and just dancing, you're not really going to win with Daryl, but you will you will do do better on average than if you were just just to pick a random hero and then try to win the game because just getting free stats especially when mechs are in, is really, really, really powerful. I would say mechs are probably the most consistent minion type right now just because uh, a lot of the synergies are really good, especially with quests, red hand with, with mechs really good, uh, animal bribe with, with mechs really good, right? Dancing Daryl with mechs really good. Even Pyramid, just putting some health on your deflectors so they don't get one shot, it's, it's not too bad. Uh, obviously not as like crazy as a stacking attack, but still has some value there. So um, I do think it is it is good to just be aware if you're not like super comfortable with the game in the meta, just be like, oh, these are easier to play heroes. Maybe they don't always win. But if I don't know what to do and the options aren't clear, like, oh, these four heroes and there's a Daryl and I don't know what to do with the other three heroes, you just pick the, and mechs are in, you pick the Daryl, you dance on Deflectos, get your top four, move on with the game. Uh, that 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 used to be um, a strategy of sorts, uh, even for high tier players when they when heroes were significantly more important, and you just get like a Daryl like three unplayables. You just pick the Daryl, you get your top four, and you you move on. You just like cross the game from your mind. Some people like want to win every single game. I'm one of those people, and they'll I'll just like try to force a hero that can win the lobby. But it's it's definitely safer to. To go for the hero that can equalize the game and just get you zero points and like the flip flip for a minus fifty. Uh so that 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 would be my thoughts on that. But uh just looking at the hero selection, nothing like jumps out too much. We can kind of take a look at the um the quests as well, but I haven't actually add that in. I, I guess I'll look I'll look it up. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely. Oh, welcome back, Shady. Thank you for saving hey. me. You came back just. Right, in time. Right. Yeah, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was just talking about the types of heroes that are good for different levels of play, I guess. All right. Yeah. Just Jake Herrick said Daryl sucks, and I had to jump on that and say, yeah, it's not, it's not as bad. <laughs> there, there are reasons to, to take it, but. If you're if 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 you're someone that would listen to my advice, then yeah, I agree with you. But if it, uh, if if you're someone that wouldn't listen to my advice, but if you're listening to my advice, like if you actually value it, then you know Daryl actually has some advantages for you uh, since you're you. Uh, like don't don't undersell how much influence you can still have over players that are doing really well, right? If you have, sure. I think once you you're breaking 10k, I think that's even more like our. Maybe not our target audience because obviously there's a lot fewer, there's a lot more players that aren't 10k. But I think percentage-wise, you'll have more of them um, just because that's the kind of content you want, right? Like two high-level players talking about, oh, I like this, I like that, you know. Uh, so that's yeah. I, I'd say there's still people listening that want to take our advice that still shouldn't be playing Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl is fine. Stop <laughs> hating. Why is everyone hating on Daryl? I just don't think it's a good Daryl meta. I don't think he, uh, like, the quest kind of takes over for his hero power. Yeah. Or, yeah, you can have a quest that gives you tempo, and then you're like, okay, why am I Daryl? 
<laughs> it's like somebody gets red hand. Right. Okay, why am I Daryl? <laughs> they just gain tempo anyway. All right, that's, I mean, eh, fine, Shady, dude. There are all haters in chat. Okay, whatever. It's, it, you want to talk about some quests to press rewards? I think that we did do that as well. Um, just like the Yeah, I think we've done that recently, but oh, I don't, oh, was I don't that, know. Was that, was that two top two podcasts ago? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Everything's blurred together, Shady. Sorry? Everything's blurred Everything's together, Shady. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't no, I mean, but it's it's fun. I, I remember not having that much time to really go over it there. So let we, me... don't, we don't have to really go over it, you know. Just the one. No, 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 not, not in depth, but the stuff I couldn't talk about last time. Okay. Um, so let me get to the quests and rewards. So in terms of the rewards, let's see if they're loading in here. Yeah. So. Anima bribe is one that I think is uh, so. So when it comes to most difficult quests, I think anima bribe is up there. Really? Where I think, mm. yeah, I, I think if you're talking purely from an APM and just have to oh, really order, oh, 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 you mean difficult to play? Not like oh, these are these. They give you like it's it's the same as uh, staff. No, no, I see what you're saying. Difficult to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal Brian yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe one of the Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm talking about, okay, you have it. Now, how do you make the most how of you, it? I think yeah, it's very okay. difficult with Animal Brian. I think like Lamps and Sinstone, they're also very difficult, but that is because options, 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 right? Like the whole game just opens up to right. you and you can always do better when you're playing with Sinstone. You, you feel like you never finish your turns and this crazy, crazy turns, especially if you're Nagas. But with Anima Bribe, it's, it's less so about, oh, I got to make sure I order everything correctly, although that's always useful. Anima Bribe, I think, is very difficult because you need to really, really ask yourself, do I roll here or do I just dance? And I think if you're new to Anima Bribe, Every shop is like, well, I got to buy that, right? Because now I'm selling something. And then, oh, those stats are now on that minion. So therefore, I am just legally obliged to buy that minion because I buffed it with stats. And you know, now that I bought that minion and I sold, and I have to keep selling. And that's how you end up with like a, a 40 health tunnel blaster at the end of your turn. And you're like, something went wrong. Raise here. your hand if you've ever had a 40 health tunnel <laughs> 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 Like that happens so easily when you're playing Anima Bright. So I'd say for me, when I started performing really well with this quest, what clicked for me is that you don't have to buy everything. And even if you have to sell a card off your board and it happens to buff something in the shop, you don't have to buy that minion. So you essentially play a little bit more normal where, of course, you're still going to buy really good stat buys and things that are very efficient to buy. Like, for instance, you're playing Brand and you could play Mirazond Reef Explorer. Yeah, that's great, of course, because those... Cards don't cost you anything and just give you free stats, so that's beautiful. Uh, if you're playing with the demon that buffs the shop, that also makes things a little bit more enticing to buy. But for the most part, what I'm doing with Anima Bribe, Anima Bribe is I'm trying to secure good targets to buff. And then once I'm there, I'll figure it out. So I try to pick good buffs on the way, things that make sense on the gold, things that make sense for my board as well, because I'm trying to win fights while I'm getting to it. But for the most part, I'm going to be chasing that Mecro, that Deflectobot, that Hydra, that you know, whatever makes sense at the time to dance on, because I think that's really the tricky part. And then once you have that unit secure, then you can be a little bit more, uh, okay, let's see how we buff now. But I think that a lot of players do it in the reverse. They try to just get a big pile of stats, then with the idea of, oh, I'll just transfer this to something else. 
And this is how you end up with these like three unit boards I see all the time, <laughs> where I see so many anima by players of like two Hydras and then like two shitty minions and that's it. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's cool, but Leroy, Hydra don't really play well together, Manted Queen and all that. So yeah, you still need to play the game. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You still need to play the game when you have Anima Bribe. You can't just treat every shop as, oh, I will just dance on this and just empty it out because that's not going to be better than rolling for good cards. Yeah, that's why we don't like that that price. Now, speaking of not playing the game, cooked book. <laughs> you don't have to play the game. You're playing your own game. Once you get that card, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll just buy everything eventually, and then right. I'll find the find a deflector of one <laughs> it's it's quite nice magnetic pretty good uh but yeah i'm just i'm completely taking your side i agree like anima bribe definitely a, a more complicated um prize to yeah, utilize effect i'm with you with the cookbook by the way it feels like <laughs> maybe over 80 percent of my cookbook picks are number ones because i think this is broken it's very dude i knew i knew day one I, I was i was with it i was like oh, day one this is good well i think that you need to know when to pick it right because there's so that's many the times problem you know yeah yeah I it's so easy it to pick <laughs> yeah yeah if you pick this in the wrong spot like that's an eight because it, it'll kill yeah, you yeah it will it's kill too you. slow because once you've started buffing it's like you're kind of stuck there you're like i i need to make this work because i'm so behind in other strategies right so if you don't get there it's like no me right it's like you get there or it's eight because you're so weak because you didn't manage to make it work now so, cookbook know me oh, we're yeah 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 yeah. or i've also done uh anima bribe know me which is very fun because then you just have yeah, like 20, yeah. 20 elementals you throw on max <laughs> it's so good <laughs> yeah that was a that was a fun game so but, but yeah cookbook is super super strong if you pick it in the right setting so i think if you can start cooking on turn eight i think it's a really good time if you could start cooking before turn eight, you're making record pace. I love it. You're so, calling it cooking. Just start cooking. Yeah, yeah, you start cooking, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that's yeah, I think that's a common term for the for the quest. Uh I think if you start cooking turn nine, that's where things get a little bit like I'm a bit I'm a bit late. Where uh I've I've had a bear off game where I completed cookbook by turn six and I ended that game on 43 health. That's how dominant it was. So if you can get this online turn six, you're going to do incredibly well. Yeah. I think turn turn seven, turn eight are more realistic goals. I think if you're past turn eight, it's yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah, Denarius as well could um, with the first first turn one cookbook and you trigger it early, like that can also be really stupid. Uh, yeah. So there's definitely. I think it's under the assumption of mechs in, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. can work without mechs, but it's not as good. You have uh, to it's think, really yeah, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Not non cookbook no mechs means you have to play the game. Which you know yeah. that's not what we're trying to do here in this channel. Like, no, we want Oh we... this this reminds me. I was I was play I was watching Saf play. Uh, and uh so Saf recently came back to the game. This uh yeah. Sapphire X, really, really strong player, you know, multi leaderboards, top uh, level finisher. And he got cookbook uh, and he got a pretty easy. Yeah, go ahead. I love how you're like, I have to add all this, like <laughs> these like, list of achievements next to his name. Like, oh, well, I just want to say that he's, he's good a good at the player. Game. Okay. Because what I'm about to tell you, it's, you know, well, it's not like it's crazy, but he likes to go quite aggressive. He loves getting his six drop, his five drops. Right. And he had a game where he had. 
two triples lined up mm. and his cookbook was like play x amount of nagas and beasts and he was going to complete it fairly early he was definitely going to be on that window of cooking at turn seven or turn eight mm. and he had these two triples and i told him to just take four drops because you don't even want to level past tier three here it's great oh, because you you're helping him okay yeah, yeah, no, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm basically just in chat backseating him because I just rated it, right? So I'm backseating his cookbook game and I'm telling him, just take four drops because you're going to be buying minions anyway. That's good for your cookbook. And those four drops are going to keep you healthy. And it means that you will eventually buy more minions anyway because you didn't spend that gold leveling and you don't need five drops. You just need to get that cookbook counter up so then you can buy magnetics and they're huge, right? And he's just like, I want to take six drops. And then like, that is such an, for me, that's so like, I can't even think about like taking six drops when I have a cookbook that's ready. That means I'm not cooking for two extra turns. That means yeah, I'm taking yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah, damage. He's, he's just like, coming it feels, back. I feel you. I feel it feels you. so wrong, right? But like, but but he, he gave me the shady, this is probably right, but I really don't want to do it. <laughs> So I'm I'm a compromise and I'm gonna take some fives, right? And I didn't even see how the game ended, but he got a hogger, so I'm assuming it was okay. He made the right choice. <laughs> but he went the one shot range, right? So he gets a bad fight. Oh, he's dead oh, yeah, because, okay, I see. because he's not, you know, like with my plays, buying four drops, he's healthy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's he's very strong, yeah. But at some point he rolls past the deflecto, and I'm just like, oh no, I can't watch this. <laughs> that's like the premium card, right? The Flecto and Mackerel, those are like the two cards you're buying when you're playing Cookbook. Like, you want just as many of those as you can. So, uh, he won with the Hogger. Okay, good to hear, good to hear. I mean, he's a good player, right? And you give someone with Cookbook the Hogger, it's probably going to end well. But it's it's one of those, that was a very clear example for me where you could see that if you played a quest meta a ton, you sort of change the way how you think about it. And triples are just a means to an end in the end. Now, if quests and buddies aren't in, they carry way more weight. You need your triple to do something. You need to give it direction, right? You only take a four drop as your triple if you really have to outside of a buddy meta, outside of a um, quest meta, right? Because you'd rather get a five or a six for direction. But yeah, anyways. Uh, is there any other quests you definitely wanted to talk about or not really? I don't want to talk about any quests, really. I was just... I was saying we did this, the previous ones. <laughs> I'm just following the script, but we could be done. If... <laughs> all right, all right, right. No, I, I think the the one I will bring up again, which I may repeat myself here, is Mayhem, where I've won a Menagerie lot of my Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah, I've won a lot of my Menagerie Mayhem games. I'm very happy to take this quest when the requirement is easy enough. I think a lot of people treat it like it's an unpickable thing that doesn't do anything, but it works really well with a number of factors. So Mayhem makes your tech cards deal a lot of damage. So I've had a, a Theodore game where the Theo gets the like 30 damage. So suddenly your Theo is trading one for one with some heavier hitters or some poison minions or this or that. So that alone is already a really good advantage. But if you are playing Theodore and you're buffing a cleave and a divine shield and stuff anyway, that extra damage does ramp up. I've played it with Whelp Smuggler, where I had a Malgum as my dragon and then a Bronze Warden, so you get a lot of extra health that way. It was a pretty fun game. I also played Ground Shaker, so like Golden Whelp Smuggler with the Malgums and stuff, so you get a ton of health. And and it's just a, it's a nice little boost. You can play Deflectobot as well. You can maybe even play two Deflectobots and then have a Malgum for extra type, where, hey, if you get like 
three attack on your deflectos every single turn, that starts adding up. That does a lot of work. So yeah, I think this is an overlooked quest where it definitely does do something. It's not something you have to force, but you can absolutely win Menagerie Mayhem games. That's good to know. All right, I will leave it there because we, we did touch on quests not too long ago, but there you go. My maybe slightly updated review. I, I'm not sure how much we talked about the Animal yeah, Pub last it, time. It, 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 it's interesting because I'm trying to think, oh, what did we talk about in the like offline and what did we talk about last week? <laughs> I don't think we talked about quests on the offline one. Oh, we didn't. What did, what did I do afterwards? Did we just talk about heroes? I guess we just talked about heroes. I think we just talked about the game where I asked you how you were doing, right? If, if And I think you maybe brought up like a specific game and we just went from there. We um, we mentioned as well that the the game does feel like it revolves a little bit more around your triples now than at the start, right? Uh, so I'm yeah, pretty sure that sure. We, just went, we went from there that it's easier to um, pick a hero that is not as tempo-oriented. So something like Amaev, I think, got a lot better than at the start of the meta. I think at the start of the meta, Amaev was really tough because just sitting for sixes was almost always a death sentence. And now I get away with that very often. Yeah, right? I, was, I was doing that at the beginning. Maybe not the right idea. But was... Yeah, but you, you just force your play style no yeah. matter what. Right? Yeah. And then... Well, that's not true. I mean, sometimes I learn. I just haven't had to learn uh, to adjust because uh, <laughs> I, I was off for most of it. Where, the, the period yeah, the... where I would be adjusting and learning, I've, I was just not here. <laughs> so I just skipped that part. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think something we also talked like I but this might have been off it, off stream, but like not even on the recording. Okay. I talked to you about a test game I had, which I thought was just brilliant. That I was an anima it. bug. No, I hated yeah, it. Yeah, guys, you would have loved this. No, uh was... this was a, this was an anima bribe test game where I fight an Exodia player, so a uh, Omega Buster Exodia player, right. and I'm just running regular Anima Bribe. Uh, I'm I'm still on tier three as well. I'm just right. chilling. I'm just buffing Deflectos. And what do I steal? Right on their board, it's Buster Kangor Kangor Baron, and I think like another Buster. Yeah, like two Busters, two Kangors. Basically perfect. Blaster Kangor Kangor Buster Buster Baron. So. I have the whole comp. It's just ready there. But now, what advantage do I have? He I'm should have sold his whole board. I don't understand why, why he didn't do that. But yeah, if, yeah. why don't you just like lose the game if you fight Taz? Because you, know? you lose anyway, right? Wait, how come he didn't watch how you in the first place? His board is insane. His board is good, but I have like big-ass deflectos. Ah, so. okay. So you don't die. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big-ass deflectos. It's just the, the unit is so good. It's so good. But anyways, what it comes down to is what I do is the so I fight him right. So then I freeze after hero powering. I buy three minions. So I buy the Buster Buster Kangor. Then the next turn I start by buying Kangor. Now you do that because you really don't want to buff those because you need to kill him with the blaster. Mm -hmm. So you don't want any health on those. I buy everything except the Baron, and then I just sell all my big deflectos on the oh, Baron. Oh, you sell your deflectos as well, okay? Yeah, because I'm just becoming Exodia, right? Okay, so I, I see, I see. I kept one deflecto because I, uh, I had board space. See, first. there it is. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I kept one deflecto. And then I end up with a 120 health Baron <laughs> because I danced on it. So now it's Exodia versus Exodia, but my Baron has 120 health. Was it so, relevant? 
I mean, no, because they missed position because <laughs> I had a cleave. So this was cute, right? Yeah, they had a cleave. I had a cleave, but I sold it to make a bigger baron. Oh, okay. uh, so they put the buster next to the uh, blaster in the expectation of protecting their Kanger. Uh, now, I don't know why they did that, because if I kill the blaster, I would kill the whole board anyway. Because yeah, the but he doesn't know you have a blaster, right? No, 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 no. So I'm talking about my cleave going into their blaster, because they're playing Exodia. Right. Now, if my cleave hits their blaster, mm -hmm. even if I cleave a Kangaroo at the same time, I believe what happens is death rattles trigger left or right. Mm -hmm. So even though I cleave the Kangaroo, mm -hmm. the blaster would die, killing the busters, activating the Kangaroo. So his combo would go off anyway. Now, I think in their mind, they were thinking, oh, if my Kangaroo gets cleaved, my combo stops. But I, but I think that only happens if the cleave wouldn't end up killing the blaster, which in this case wouldn't have been the case. Uh, but, you know, so they, they put the buster instead of the Kangaroo, and you know what happens. Yeah, how long get... ago was this game? <laughs> Four days? Four days ago. You're talking like you played it yesterday, <laughs> or, or like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have that, like a I, lot of games do, in your yeah. memory? This is weird. Right? Yeah. That's what happens. We play so much, it's, it's crazy. There's... I don't want to know how much bandwidth is in my brain that's taken up with just specific battleground games where I can tell you, like, okay, this turn I did this, and then I fought them, and then I probably had about this much health, and then, you know, they got a little lucky here, their Leroy hit my shield. I, and, I recycle hey. those games, like, every week. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, so anyway, the, 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 the ending of that fight is that he summons Microbots instead of Busters because the Buster is instead of Kangaroo. You need to have Kangaroo in front of the Buster. Yes, but even if I had a cleave, it wouldn't have worked. So what I'm saying is it's just probably inexperienced. Didn't know what would happen if the Blaster got cleaved. Cool. Anyways. And so on that story, this, uh, we shall end it. We shall end it. Okay, so yes. Oh, that's 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 rare. Usually it's me saying, okay, Collins, and now it's been enough. But I get it. I was, I, no, I was no. The, the, test games, the so. problem is, like, I feel like... I don't like this. This I've I've done this uh, episode before. I really don't like it because I all of the oh the, you know all the reactions. I'm like I feel like I'm replaying them, and it's just not the same. It's not genuine. It's not. You're, genuine. you're a fraud. Okay, I got yeah, it. I'm a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything that he's gonna say already. It's 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 not it's not the same. I knew it was going to be a 120 health parent chat. It's not the same. I did. You did right. tell me. I did tell you, but that, that was even before the stream. All right, guys. We'll call it here then. Thank you very much for listening. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, next time, hopefully, we get it right the first time. So then you do get our unfiltered comments, unfiltered reactions. No, no time to rehearse. Yeah, I mean, I mean, computer issues happen from time to time. And honestly, we we've gone a, a long time without me having issues. I'm usually pretty good at that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've done over a year of podcasts with basically no issues. Right? Yeah, like a year, a year, a couple months at this point. So, yeah. pretty good. But thank you guys for joining us here. Um, we'll see you next time. Yep. Well, I'm yes. <laughs> I'm skipping it. Uh,